0: Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness, more on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires, the money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women
1: who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust
0: through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the
1: struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke, and then rising to
0: riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality.
1: We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted
0: shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise.
1: Hey, Wild Woman, let me guess. You've had this idea, you've been wanting to build or start or grow your business, but you don't know how. And not only do you not know the steps, you also just can't seem to figure out how it would fit inside your life. Do I have time for it? Do I have the skills for it? Do I have the technical know-how? How often do I need to show up? How do I show up? Do I even need a social media platform? What does it look like? How does it work? your brain is going all crazy trying to figure out the answers on your own well i want to tell you something jack and i were the exact same for two and a half years we asked ourselves all these questions how can we monetize how can we turn this idea into a business are we ever going to make money will this ever work for us and then all of a sudden we got the idea. We got crystal clear on how we wanted to serve, who we wanted to serve, and the way we wanted to have an impact in this world. And the minute we got clarity, the minute we hired a coach, the minute we started taking action, it all started to happen for us. The first month in business, after implementing a few strategies, actually selling an offer, and going for it, we made $42,000. And from there, it has been a journey. We now operate an almost million dollar brand together, and we've learned a lot along the way. We're teaching you everything that we know inside Idea to Empire. Idea to Empire is a 12 week business school, you guys. We cover everything that you need to know to get your idea off the ground and to grow an empire that is gonna help you live the life of your actual quote unquote cliche dreams. And I like to say this is a joke, but I'm not kidding. You guys, it's all in here. We're super excited to dish it out to you. You get live energy, get to connect with us every single week for 12 weeks. There are live Q and A's. There's individual coaching that's gonna happen inside of this container so that you can ask us questions so that you can apply the information to your idea and business specifically. And so that you can get the attention you need on your business so that you can start to grow, start to see the results and start to really, really, really experience what it's like to lead yourself, to make money and to live a passionate life that feels fucking good at the end of the day. We love you so much. Get inside idea to Empire. Come learn how we have grown this business and work with us. We love you so much and we'll see you inside.
2: Hello, Wild Women. Welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast for the Wild Women Ready to Rise. Today we are in for such a treat. We have Danielle Serank with us, the Squamish Medium. And wow, she has been on a journey, you guys, a journey um, over the last year that we're going to dive into today. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story, see where she's been and where she's going.
3: Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Hey,
1: Danielle. I'm so excited to have you here.
2: Yeah, so let's just dive right in, ladies. Let's dive in. Danielle, do you want to start off sharing with us, sharing with us your experience of a spiritual smackdown and what that looked like for you? Yeah, well, like most lives
3: of women who are, you know, entering their 40s, there's definitely a lot of spiritual smackdowns you could call upon. But uh, I thought I would just share my most recent, which actually led me to work with you guys, and then led me to the huge transformations to where I am today. And that was around finding out I was a medium when I was 31 years old, after the birth of my first child. And then you know, finding myself in this corporate career that was beyond my wildest dreams back then, back in 2013. You know, I'd exited the motorsports industry, where I'd been working with international race teams since I was 18 years old and I left high school, to all of a sudden finding myself in indigenous health and, and wellness industry with a corporation that I really actually loved, and I was one of the first hires of that organization. I was the 38th hire, and after I found my mediumship abilities when I had my girl in 2013, when I went back from my maternity leave in 2014, I kind of had this inkling that you know this wasn't going to be a forever thing, that I really enjoyed the year off that I had in Canada. We have a year of maternity leave, and with my corporate career, it was actually paid. It was like a real big perk of being in the corporate world, a lot of safety, a lot of security. But I did have a feeling in 2014 that I I didn't want to do that forever and that I was really interested in this like spiritual side that I kind of was really obsessed with, for lack of a better word. And so the, the thoughts of leaving corporate one day were kind of embedded back in 2014 course, a ton happened over the next few years. I had a son. I had a traumatic birth experience with him. I had a near-death birth experience when I was pregnant with him. And when I went back to work after that maternity leave in 2017, I was really feeling out of alignment because of the near-death experience that I had in 2016, after I had my son, I was like, that is it. I am not in the closet anymore. I'm stepping out with my abilities. I launched my website, Squamish Medium. I kind of hung my shingle, so to speak, after almost four years of developing my mediumship. And over the course of that maternity leave, my spiritual practice really started taking off. I found myself to be a really high-in-demand medium at the time. Um, I didn't even have a social media profile or anything. It was just all word of mouth here in Squamish. And then, you know, my business just started to, my practice was really just kind of started to grow. I mean, at one point in those early years, I had a year and a half wait list because I was only able to do, you know, readings every couple weeks um, because I had little babies at home and a three-year-old and a one-year-old. <laughs> so it was kind of hard to juggle the corporate career, the babies and this like growing, growing business. And so- In 2018 is when I had my spiritual smackdown. I found myself, I kept switching positions in the corporate job because I was like, this is too good. Like, how could I give this up? This is, you know, six-figure income. It's actually quite easy for me. They really value me here. And there was all these like golden handcuff type perks with the corporate world. But I was just feeling so out of alignment. I was so unhappy at my desk all day. I kept dreaming about, you know, I could make equivalent money just working two hours a day in my spiritual practice. And I would have like time with my kids. And this is kind of where my spiritual smackdown happened, because I found myself in a bit of a complex mindset about it all. I had the you know, the side of me that never even thought I was worthy of or could achieve this kind of corporate success because I stopped my education at high school. And then this other side of my life was around the spiritual side, which was so fulfilling for me and really flourishing. But just in my mind, I didn't see how it could sustain me. It just didn't make any sense. Yet my soul and my intuition was like leading me
2: there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I feel like that. Like didn't make any sense. Like so often for so many of us, it it doesn't make sense in the moment. It doesn't, like we're not able to make sense of it until we're looking back
3: hundred percent, but it actually caused me to have a nervous breakdown. I didn't know what was happening, but I was so conflicted over that year of 2018 of, I really want to do this, but how could I give this up? And it was this internal conflict. And I kept getting these experiences in the corporate world that became toxic. I ended up switching to a position where this boss was like really abusive and we were actually at a work retreat. And I got in my car after this retreat and I started to go home and I ended up crying on the side of the highway for over three hours, unable to even catch my breath. And I ended up having heart palpitations for the next three days. And I ended up in hospital because I was like, these heart palpitations, like I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack 24-7. And they ended up telling me at the hospital that it was a stress-induced anxiety attack and I'd never had an anxiety attack before. So at that time they pulled me out of work and I was put on a heart monitor for 3 months and they also I wasn't able to do my spiritual work either. So I spent like this 3 months which was the beginning of 2019 really kind of reeling from this like you know tug of war with my intuition and my soul and this yearning that I had within my spirit to this you know practical what the world expects of you type of role. <laughs> The decision making to leave that that corporate career that actually made me quite sick at first. And, you know, it was a full year before I fully left my job, shockingly enough, because I did quit my corporate job and I resigned. And then, of course, they wrote me into staying <laughs> by offering me everything I asked for. And I tried so hard to make it work, but I was just so out of alignment there. Like misalignment in your life is so palpable. I know you, you women feel this. For sure. But, you know, I would say that was kind of my spiritual smackdown. I finally quit my corporate job for good at a time that actually didn't make sense on paper. But the pulling from my spirit was just so deep that I was like, I have to do it. I know it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to have health crisis after health crisis here, just like not listening to my intuition.
2: Mm, well, I remember thinking back to this time, like, you were one of the first people I met when I came to Squamish. And that was. Like back the end of 2017 and when we connected, then there was this like I remember you telling me that you had, you know, a year and a half wait list. You're like, Oh, like I'm really feeling this pull. But then there was, you know, the not making sense, the fears coming up around leaving corporate. And we had a conversation like way back then. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. I was like, oh, and then Danielle disappeared for a while. And it's like, sounds like this is kind of when you were going through like the SmackDown and this like kind of tug of war that's like, okay, you know, it doesn't make sense. Like, this is where my soul is being guided, but like, my mind's not telling me that same thing. Yeah,
3: it was a big, complex situation, especially because as somebody who lives an intuitive life and teaches other women how to live an intuitive life, listening to your intuition is not easy. <laughs> But what led me to beauty that I couldn't have even put on a vision board or manifested. I've just been incredibly surprised all year, especially during a pandemic. Like what is possible when you actually follow your intuition and just take some chances in your life?
1: Oh, I just I love that so much. And then another thing that has been such a huge part of your story is your health. And the consequences, you know, it's such a dramatic consequence. And I think a lot of us have a hard time really believing like, oh, my intuition is connected to my health. It's it's really hard to accept that truth until you feel it, until it's in you and you're experiencing it. And then you're like, oh my gosh this whole time, I intuitively knew that this wasn't right for me. I intuitively knew that this wasn't healthy. I knew how full of stress and anxiety and, and how tired I was, but until your body actually just shuts down, you know, it's like, oh, right. Okay. I guess I was right. I guess I should have listened. And it's almost like, yeah, it's like all the alarm bells are going off and, and you could he- could hear them in the background the whole time
3: hundred percent. And that's where I was heading in January of this year. I could start feeling it in November when I hired you guys last year to help me walk through some of this fear. I'm like, why am I so scared to do this? Like there's nothing evidential in the history of my spiritual practice that would show me that this couldn't work. And I was still so terrified because of the lack of certainty that it was actually making me ill. And it took me months after that, you know, almost two months to realize I was about to enter another health crisis, the exact same lesson repeating because I still wasn't listening. I was still trying to bend and mold myself to, you know, society's will And it, it can make you sick that people pleasing and that living your worst case scenario every day by not pursuing what you're passionate about can actually make you ill. And I a hundred percent believe that.
0: Well, you lived it.
1: You lived it, you know, like it's, it's one thing to be like, okay, yeah, I, I know that. And it's like, oh no, like I've, I've actually been there, you know, I actually have been there so Wild to see what's possible when we just keep ignoring our truth and ignoring our truth. Mm
2: -hmm. I want to like zone in on the word that you said there too. Like, you know, it was that uncertainty. I think so often I was just having a conversation with a client about this the other day. It's really when we can lean in and embrace that uncertainty. So when you actually decided, okay, I'm going to leave my corporate job, which you had said, you know, you left before and then they roped you back in. And then last January, when you went to leave again, talk to us more about this like feeling of uncertainty.
3: You know, I I did some coaching with you guys. And then I had an astrology reading shortly after with this amazing astrologer. And she just said one thing to me that kind of changed my life. And so to speak, where she said, well, you'll just have to do it scared. Like it was so simple I was like, you're right. <laughs> like, I just have to do it. Scared. I've been literally waiting for years to get unscared and to have some sort of certainty come into my path that this is going to work. And as somebody who works on behalf of the world of spirit full time now, I know that that's not how life works. And I was sitting here expecting something different for myself. And so I just had to be okay that I do not know what will happen. And It was a big lesson for me taking the leap anyways, because what ended up unfolding after that leap, I could not have even have put on a moon list. Literally, it was better than I expected. And I was like, this is what's on the other side of fear. It's this, like I will chase this every day of the week. So then I became almost addicted to doing things that scared the pants out of me. Because what's on the other side of fear, getting over that uncertainty in life is nothing short of magical.
2: Oh my gosh, we talk about this all the time that on the other side of fears is where all your desires are living. And I'm thinking back to the work that we did, you know, last year, right before this time when you were in the process of like leading up to you quitting your job, like it was so much around all this fear energy and the fear work and the like, well, what if this happens and what if I can't? pay my mortgage and sustain my family and like all like the real fears that really come in and seeing where, like, okay, where is each fear limiting me? And if I'm actually willing to look at it and bring it to to the surface, like that's where we get to dismantle its power.
3: hundred percent. And I think too, it's like, you know, we're so used to and being programmed to consider the worst case scenario. We're not thinking about the best case scenario at all. Like what if this actually works? <laughs> Like, what if like all my dreams do come true? We're just not programmed to immediately think like that. It's like something you have to like teach yourself in the end, right? Which you girls are so good at. And oh my God, I've learned so much from you guys. Even back then, not only going through like what was the worst case scenario, which it turned out I was living my worst case scenario every day by not doing the thing I really wanted to do. But also you guys talked a lot about, you know, living in the pleasure realm. Like I have been a corporate hustler almost my entire adult life. So it was literally the nine to five. And I was like, whoa, like now I actually go paddleboarding before my readings. Like you guys are always in the back of my head, like do something fun, do something that like really lights you up. And that has been so instrumental in the abundance that I've received this year, hundred percent. Some of the best advice you guys have given me. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. And,
1: and I also love, you know, Jack and I talk all the time about shifting from the predictable into the possible and potential and really allowing yourself to live in the desire realm. And I think you put it so beautifully, Danielle, when you were like, you know, we're programmed to see the worst case scenario. We're not programmed to automatically assume that the best case scenario is waiting for us. Because you kept following the fear and following the fear and what you realized was you like reframed this evidence that all of your desires aren't going to work and you started creating all of this evidence that no like when i do the thing that scares me the result is magic Right. And so the more you committed to this practice, the more it became your reality that when I do the fear thing, I get good results. And so it's like you conditioned yourself to start believing that all of the best case scenarios were possible when you did the things that scared you. You reframed this entire belief you had about being scared.
3: I love that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Uh, That's a really, really great way to look at it. It was a big reframing. It was a new habit I had to form. And now it's like really exciting. I love that. In DMs, Jack, one thing that you said to me, that was so incredibly powerful. And you were, you called me out so much on it. And I so appreciate it is you said, you know, you've been playing all this time because I built my practice on the side for six years before making the leap to full time. And you said, you know, you've always been playing to not lose. <laughs> and that you are hundred percent right. I've played it safe so much, like to the point where even my development classes I would hold in person, I would max it out at eight. I would not accept more than eight, even if 18 wanted in, because I was so afraid of failing at that bigger level. And so that was hugely transformational for me as well. And uh, I've played to win ever since
2: then. Oh my gosh. And I remember that conversation that we had. And this is, I mean... For anyone that's worked with Robin and I like you know that we don't like we don't hold back you know we are here to help you transform and to like really go after the thing that you're ready for so you know I remember I remember sending you that message and was like oh this is gonna you know this is gonna land it might be hard to like hear and I remember you like taking a bit and you're like processing it and it was like yeah, and I, and I think so many of us have done this on our journey. It's like we, you know, it's that still playing it safe.
1: Danielle, can you explain like what that energy shift felt like for you?
3: Yeah, I felt like when I was playing Not to Lose, I was micromanaging everything, like literally everything. I was micromanaging who could sit in the circle, who I want to work with, who I don't want to work with, like, how I want to roll things out. Like I used to do moon circles and no one knew that because I would it would be by invite only. And it wasn't like I was trying to create this prestigious experience. I was scared. Right. So I was like literally creating everything in my practice based off of fear. I even looked at how I was approaching some of my readings and my sessions, and it was from a place of fear. And I talk about this very openly in my podcast. And when I made the shift to Let's just go for it. Like let's just have some fun and like just see where this takes me. Everything became so expansive. The ideas kept coming. And not only would the ideas come, but the quicker that I moved on them, the the more success I ended up having and the more people I was able to impact and, and inspire. And so there was a massive shift when I just went into expansion versus kind of like micromanaging the experience to just like really being fearless in the way that, yes, spirit, I trust you. I trust that this idea was gifted to me and I'm ready to roll with it now. And I action things now so quickly that I don't even have time to get in my own way. (laughs) And so that's been hugely transformational for me.
2: Oh, right, like the times that we get in our own way. And this is where, I mean, this is where Robin and I see so many women and entrepreneurs and female leaders like really limiting themselves you know, when they stay in that predictability realm, when they stay in what I know, when they're like, Oh, I can be successful to this level. So like, I'm going to stay there. That feels good. That means I'm winning. And when we open ourselves up to this like next level of expansion, it's also like letting go of the grips. It's letting go of control. It's like universe blow my mind because I am like, I'm all in, I'm ready to be led. I'm going to go for it.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And I love that, you know, all of a sudden, you the action, right? Like having an idea and acting on it out of inspiration versus this allowing your mind to interject and to tell you all the stories about how it could fail and to second guess and to, again, micromanage, right? And I think that that just comes down to our need to be in control which feels like that keeps us safe. You know, if I'm controlling the situation, then everything here feels safe and even if something goes wrong, I can pick the pieces up super quickly and mitigate the disappointment and like I know I'm going to be okay. You know, but if we let go and if we trust and we when we lean into that expansion and we stop second guessing, it's like you no longer know what's possible you can't predict it and all that all that has showed up has been magic after magic after magic
3: 100% and i i read that that book big magic i don't know if you guys have read that by elizabeth gilbert yeah i have yeah. And she talks about this concept which I truly believe where she's like, you know, if inspiration gifts you with an idea, you got to run with it or the next person's going, they're going to go to the next person. And I see, I seen that happen so many times I had all these ideas and then all of a sudden, like, you know, one of my buddies starts doing it and I'm like, Oh, I should have like ran with it. I do believe that. And I've seen that kind of happen time and time again. And I don't know if you guys feel this too, but I find entrepreneurship to be incredibly creative. I didn't realize how much I love, being a creative spirit because I've always been so structured right in the corporate world it's like everything's super structured they even tell you when to eat they tell you when to drink coffee they tell you all this stuff and being an entrepreneur now you get a chance to kind of like dream and create and and flow with like the ideas I'd never experienced that to be before and like at that level. And and I feel like that kind of follows that same energetic stream where I just like love being creative. I love creating things to the point where sometimes when the money comes in, I get a little bit sad because I'm like, oh, that means like this creative part is kind of ending. <laughs> and now I got to create the next thing because I just love the creative process so much of like putting together a package or putting together a class. Like I just love the creativity behind it.
1: I can't tell you how much I love that and i have a question like your experience in the corporate world and being so regimented and rigid and like when you said like oh they even tell you when to eat and when to drink coffee i literally was like oh you know like my gag (laughs) reflexes were like oh god you know but i just i've been an entrepreneur for so long that i can't even imagine that i can't even remember what that's like and as you're talking i recognize that sometimes i probably take that for granted like what a privilege it is to be an entrepreneur who has so much creative expression and not even in the form of like an artist or writing or creating necessarily the things that get put out into the world, but creating my own life, right? Creating the moments, creating the schedule, creating the rhythms, the rituals that get to go in my life. And I think we forget what a creative process that in itself is.
3: Yeah, it's shockingly a privilege <laughs> nowadays to be able to create a life of your dreams. Like you say, you girls, I, I follow you guys on Instagram and you you really embody like what you just said, Robin, around like really prioritizing family and kids, right? The corporate world asks you to put your kids aside, right? Because you got to – I don't care what happens in your personal life. You just show up here and these are expectations of you. It's, it's a bit – uh, cold, right? And so, being an entrepreneur, like you can schedule your life and the activities at the betterment of your family's health and your family's well being and their specific needs. And I knew that even when I was scared. I think for me, a lot of the fear was around money. But then it took me a while, even going into full time entrepreneurship, because I've been salaried since I was 17. I kept seeing time and money as exchanges when it doesn't really work like that, right? Like you can't be like, oh, I worked six hours today and like this is how much I generated. It actually doesn't work like that. And it took me a long time to shift that mindset out of corporate into just like receiving and being grateful for what goes out receiving, being grateful what goes out and not be a slave to the corporate vision of what time in a day looks like. And it's crazy what you can accomplish in two hours as an entrepreneur versus eight hours in a desk job that you're just plugging away at documents and whatnot, right? Oh, 100%.
1: Would you have described yourself before your full-time journey as an entrepreneur as
3: a creative spirit? Like, did you know that you had this creative essence in you? I did not. And I creative is one of the things I would not use to describe me. I'm the ultimate Pinterest fail mom. I can't make slime to save my life. I cannot even make icing for cookies. And I actually thought that because I couldn't create art with my hands, I was therefore not creative. And so I did not think that at all. But then I would dream up these ideas like, oh, I want to do this like Claire's class. And so I had so much fun in Canva putting together the presentations for this class and things would happen while I was creating the the presentations at night I would be on my couch at nine o'clock at night my husband's watching whatever and I'm just like doing these presentations I absolutely loved and money was coming in like while I was in Canva creating things. And I had so much fun. And if I was in corporate, I never once did a PowerPoint, you could not pay me enough to put together some sort of PowerPoint presentation. Mm -hmm. It just like killed my soul. But that's essentially what I was doing in my entrepreneurship business. And I was loving it. And the abundance that I was receiving when I was doing these creative things that just like filled me up and allowed me to, for the first time, kind of like express myself and express all the knowledge that I've been kind of keeping to myself for seven years as a developing medium and spiritual entrepreneur entrepreneur, it was just so fulfilling for me. And so that was the first time that I kind of understood energy in business. It's like, wow, the more like you guys talk about live Mm. in this pleasure realm, the more you actually receive. And that's where I feel like almost like the education and corporate system fail us is because they strip that away from us.
2: Yeah. It's when we lead with our energy first, when we lead with pleasure, when we're doing the things that light us up That puts us at the energetic vibration that we attract. That puts us at the energetic vibration of the desire realm, of abundance, of receiving. And so often that's cut off. Yeah, and
3: I'd heard you guys say that, but I didn't really understand it until it started happening to me. I was like, these women know what they're talking about. I'm like, I'm doing something I love and like literally the PayPal notifications are coming in. I'm like, this is kind of blowing me away.
2: Well, the other thing we talk about a lot as well, and I think this is the perfect, you know, your story is the perfect example of this. It's you go first. You're like, okay, I didn't really get it. I heard you guys say it. I didn't really get it. But then when I did it and looking back, like now it makes sense. Now I can see how this works. But when we're waiting for the proof ahead of time, like it just doesn't work that way.
3: 100%.
2: And you know, the the
3: parallel to mediumship as an art and as a practice is very much the same. It's like one thing I try to teach my students. I'm like, you just need to start talking because you're not going to get the next until you start saying the first thing. And it takes great courage and mediumship just to say what you're receiving because more will not come until you express what they just gave you. And it takes great courage to continue to say things even though you don't know what's going to come next. And the parallel to me was just like so beautiful because I'm like, Danielle, you've been courageous in mediumship for seven years. And it's so funny that, you know, now you understand how it applies
2: to your career and to your, uh, you know, your life's work. Oh, I love hearing that. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you're like making that space. You have to say the first thing that comes through, that first thing that lands to, to, you know, keep that channel open for the next. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can we also, I also want to talk about like what's happened since you've quit your corporate job because earlier a while back, you were saying how everything's just like turned out like everything, well, you said everything except one thing has really like turned out like better than you could have even imagined. And I really feel like this was like when you were willing to, I was gonna say like willing to follow that fear, but I also feel like you almost let your fears like catapult you. Like you really used this energy to, you know, quit your corporate job and then everything that's to come since. I would love for you to like share more with us.
3: Oh, I'm excited to share that. So The funny thing is about the time that I quit is like, I've always been a very booked medium and the seven weeks prior to me actually handing in my resignation, I had a complete dry spell of new business coming in and I kept telling spirit, my guides, my angels. I'm like, I'm doing it anyways. I'm doing it anyways. I'm doing it anyways. Every single day, I would say that when a booking would not come in and things couldn't look more bleak for me than when I did that. But what was also happening at the same time was the control Danielle, the Danielle, who was looking for all the certainties was like, well, okay, so I will just do nine readings a week and then I'll make pretty much the same money that I'm making now. Perfect. Like this is me again, playing very small. Right. But what I was scared to do was group things. I was, you know, as a medium, it's typically we do one-on-one work and then we go into demonstrations of mediumship, which are these larger events where you're giving group readings, you know, to, I've seen up to 10,000 people in a stadium with people doing this. And, I felt called to do that for years, and this is just one example, but what happened was when my dry spell was happening, and I was like, okay, I feel like I'm very, I'm being pushed out of the comfort zone with the one-on-one, and maybe I do need to start looking at group stuff, so I said to Spirit, okay, I will do a group event, I'm scared to death, I, I actually have stage fright, like I have actually blacked out in front of groups of even 10, <laughs> And like forgotten where I was, who I was, what I was talking about, like, that is something that I suffered with all my life, but I was still willing to take the chance. And so I posted this event in Squamish doing for 22 people. Again, I limited it. I was like, okay, 22 people. That's the biggest thing I've ever done. Well, it sold out in like four hours. And I literally had like 30 people on my door saying, Can I please have like a ticket if somebody lets it go, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, Okay, well, I'll do it again. So I went through the first event, scariest thing I've ever done in my life. It's like I use visualization a lot in my spiritual practice. And all that day, one, my husband said, He's never heard me so quiet in my life. <laughs> and two, couldn't even like visualize a positive outcome, which is what I do before I go into my readings. I envision how I feel afterwards. And like, oh, I was able to help someone today, like really kind of get myself in that energy of service. And I couldn't even meditate. I couldn't visualize. I was basically just begging spirit. I was like, oh my God, please don't let me black (laughs) out. And it ended up being one of the most magical moments of my life, stepping up on that stage and doing two hours of group readings. And it was one of the best nights of my whole life. And I ended up not being able to sleep for two days because it was that energizing for me so I wanted to do it the next month too and so I, I did it for 33 people and again it sold out in less than a day and so I was like okay I feel like really supported in the group stuff and then COVID happened so I had to stop doing the the monthly group event so I was going to do that every month so my one-on-one one work the second I handed in my resignation it filled up again and I was booked four months out and keeping a wait list and then I just kind of had this client reach out to me saying you know will you teach a class on the Claire? So like the language of spirit, which is our, our clair senses. And I was like, yes, I will. <laughs> and so that's when I got into Canva and I started creating this presentation and I launched the class the next day. I didn't have any expectations, but I ended up having 44 people sign up for that first live class. <laughs> and it was also my first five figure week, right? Because of this class.
2: Oh my gosh. I remember you sharing that with me. And I also remember, you know, that seven week dry spell. I'm pretty sure that's when the conversation came in, you know, when I said to you the plane not to lose. And then at the same time, I really, you know, there was a lot of fear coming in there. And I remember saying to you, like, what if something better is desiring to come in right now? What if the universe is like, okay, we're holding you in this dry spell to see if you are actually going to go for it. Like you say, if you're all in, no matter what? And what if there's something that you can't even imagine exists when you're willing to make that pivot, when you're willing to shift? And then look what happened when you opened yourself up to the group, you know, the group stuff that you were, you felt that nudge, you felt that desire, but at the same time, it was scary.
3: It was really scary, and I I launched it and I sold it without even really knowing myself fully what it was going to be. But I just felt so strongly, and so it ended up being probably one of my favorite things I've ever done. And I've had over 200 women now take the course because I put it on, I've started an online school (laughs) and I put it on there, and it's still selling.
2: Um, one of the things I also really love about your story too is that the timing of this, it felt like you're like waiting for that perfect moment to quit corporate. And then you're just like, what the hell, you know, I'm just going all in, I'm quitting. And this was literally like, right, this was like, what, a month, maybe six weeks before COVID hit. And then you've, you've grown your business to this like level of expansion, 200 women now taking that program through COVID, through having your kiddos at home with you, through like, I mean, we're talking, what is that, like eight months ago that you left your corporate job?
3: Yeah. Well, and the timing was funny because I resigned in January. I left in February and I literally had three weeks of the best life I could ever live. I had 30 hours a week to myself because my kids were in childcare. You know, I have a son who's three and a daughter who's six and then COVID hit. And I ended up being a stay-at-home mom and a grade one teacher. And I was still trying to like build my business and like prove to myself and my family that I could sustain us living, you know, my passion, like doing my passion for my life's work. And it was really hard for me. I actually had to grieve. I don't know if you guys felt this, but I actually grieved a little bit. That freedom that I'd had for those few weeks because it went to trying to build this like beautiful practice and this spiritual business with my kids around 24 seven and three and six are not easy ages and I know you guys have little ones too and you totally get that so I have actually surprised myself to the 10th degree that not only did I survive but I freaking thrived through all of it and me and my kids are a lot closer my business still you know I've doubled my income since I left corporate all this through pandemic I had no idea I ended up in a recession-proof <laughs> industry. And while being at home with the kids 24 seven, like literally kind of blew myself away that I was that strong and that capable of doing all that.
1: You blow my mind and the amount of growth and the amount of willingness that you have had to lean in, even when it's been scary and to trust yourself and to expand into the unknown. I mean, it's inspiring. And to hear what can happen when we allow ourselves to do that. But the other thing that I love so much is, you know, we create these ideas in our heads about, you know, a recession proof industry, or it's not secure, or it's not stable, or, you know, how could I do this when it might not be the smart thing? Well, how many people have been laid off their corporate jobs? right? How many people have been let go? How many people's jobs have completely changed and morphed and they're doing things that aren't even related to what their job was, but they have to stay in it because that's the only job they have. And here you are, a spiritual medium, you've over doubled your income. And I think what this shows us is that things that we predict, things that we think we know to be true, aren't always You know, and when we're in these unknown times, when we are in uncertainties and like universal energies of fear, where do people go to hope, to faith, to heal, right? To feel supported, to feel like, okay, if my job isn't everything, if consumer society and, you know, the busyness and the craziness of all of it isn't all that I have, then what is Right. And I think that you've probably been such a huge gift to people through this time.
3: Yeah, I'd like to feel so, you know, once I started getting into the, the group stuff and I readings has always been just a small part of what I do. I teach more than I I do readings. I mentor other women to kind of un, uncover their own abilities, whether it's mediumship or angel work or tarot, or whatever they're feeling called to to experience. And what I've been avoiding for so long is those group things. And when I realized how big of an impact you can make when you kind of stretch yourself out and get over the fear of talking in front of people, you know, you start looking at that kind of like impact that you can make and it really is a driving force for, you know, getting me up every day and and creating new things for people. And it's because of much like you talk about a lot of the women who work with me are in jobs that they loathe. And, you know, they're still in debt going to school to get those jobs that they feel out of alignment. in. I mean, it's so crazy to think at 17, we're taking on these huge loans and thinking about what we want to do for the rest of our lives. And, It's just something I see so common now because more and more people are witnessing other people kind of pursue their dreams. And so they're feeling like, I want to pursue my dreams. What are my dreams? It's like the structure of patriarchy in the corporate world just like suck the creativity out of you. I've been there. And so there's so many women walking around right now saying, I don't even know what I'm passionate about. I don't even know what lights me up anymore. And so that's been one of the most fulfilling parts of my practice and that's been really part of the involvement of my practice this year has been helping other women get really clear on what lights them up teaching them where that sparks in their bodies and their physical bodies like it's crazy how numb we are as a society right now Uh, women have wanted to invest in that aspects of themselves through this pandemic more so than ever before especially Mm -hmm. with quarantine where it's like okay i'm at home all the time anyways (laughs) i might as well a few things. So it's been phenomenal. And it's been so inspiring just to see so many women even recognize how out of alignment they feel and recognize that, you know, they're not doing what they really want to do, even though they've invested, you know, a good chunk of their life to get where they are. Um, But it's never too late to make a shift, right? It's never too late to make a career change. I always look at Louise Hay, who started Hay House at 60. You know, she changed how many of our lives through Hay House. And I just think that it's always worth pursuing what lights you
2: up. Oh, yeah, it's pretty mind-blowing to think of it, you know. And as you were talking there, I'm just like, yeah. And when you find what lights you up, that's when you invite back in that, you know, creativity that you may have lost touch with, when you invite back in that energetic flow.
1: I'm so happy that through all of it, the spiritual smackdown and the questioning and the doubts that you trusted yourself and that you were able to connect with spirit and just say you know what i'm doing this anyways and i'm going to keep going and i'm just going to show up for it and i'm going to keep showing up for it and it's pretty amazing to see you now on the other side just like you said absolutely thriving
3: i'm glad too and You know, if I could give anyone advice out there who's even a little bit feeling it tingles inside because you're like, oh, like, I kind of want to make a leap too. I've learned through this experience that if something scares me enough that I turn to that negative bias, I run towards it. I'm like, yes, this is something worth
2: pursuing because it scares me that much. (laughs) Oh, I run towards it. You literally just gave me goosebumps. Oh man, Danielle, we love you. We know that all the women listening to this episode are going to love you just as much. So where do they find you? Where can we get more Squamish medium in our life?
3: Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram, so if you just follow me at Squamish Medium, I'm on the stories every day, posting often, and the link in my bio will take you to. I'm waitlisted for everything right now; <laughs> even my programs are waitlisted. But you can get on a waitlist to work with me, whether it's mediumship or one of my. Um, I teach mediumship development and intuitive development through membership as well as um, some programs. So all the links are on my Instagram profile. But if you don't like the social, it's also SquamishMedium.com.
2: Oh my gosh, I love, I just love the like, you know, eight months ago there was a seven week dry spell and now I'm just waitlisted for everything. But just come yes. follow me on Instagram. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you are amazing. Oh
2: my-, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Yeah, you're amazing. Your journey has been incredible to be part of, to witness, and we are just so incredibly happy for you. Thank you. Thank you guys for being so pivotal
3: in one of the biggest life shifts I've ever had. I really appreciate you ladies. Thank
1: you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise.
0: And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram
1: is definitely our favorite place to hang, so come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you ladies, if you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast. On Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, $33, or $77 for the entire month month you also get access to all of the recordings go take advantage every single month we also donate part of the proceeds to a change making organization so while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community you're also giving back to the world so we love you so much we can't wait to see you inside that community to make change to spark Uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.